Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Well, hello, Why Though listeners. We hope you guys are hanging in there. We are recording this actually on Wednesday night of election week here in America. We should know our results tomorrow morning when a couple of states are set to report. So we just thought, you know what? This is going to be just a wild card episode is what we like to call these in the South. It's just a little wild card and we don't really know what's going to happen here. We are going to talk about something important and that's going to be great. But also, y'all, it's wild over here. All right. It's heavy times. Um, Many of our friends who are watching around the world would say the same thing, and I have seen all of you on Twitter. As a matter of fact, the most viral tweet that I saw this week that I loved is (laughs) someone saying that every American would get assigned a Canadian as like therapeutic support. And I'm here for that. So if you're in Canada listening to this and you would like to offer therapeutic support, um, we are available. The Why Though team is available to receive that. Could they sponsor us for like 15 bucks a month? Is that like a thing? I actually think that would be lovely. I'm also just trying to offer a good like canadian cry or something i don't know i don't even know what that would look like but i'm here for it i'm here for all of it so we hope you guys are doing okay hanging in there hope you got some cake or some popcorn tiffany was just telling me how she's been eating hot dogs eating no i've been inhaling people (laughs) inhaling and i got them sweet hawaiian roll hot dog buns oh i know we're fancy you are so fancy (laughs) i mean we we use brioche buns so we also are okay okay um, but why hot dogs? Like, what what just made you say, you know what? This is America in 2020, and I'm gonna eat some hot dogs. I mean, it just sounds like a Fourth of July situation. So I want to know how you got here. <laughs> Listen up, people. I had big plans to make some frizzled chickpeas and some anchovy broccoli with red onion. Ooh. That was the oh, that was on the meal much. plan. That was on the meal plan. But did it happen, Abercrombie? No. No, it did not. Mm-mm. Because I said, Derek, the only thing I think I could manage tonight is a hot dog. Mm-hmm. And I had some hot dogs for the kids that I just got. And I'm into that Applegate. You know the Applegate brand. Everybody yeah. knows the Applegate brand. It's a good one. I found, normally their dogs are like $7.99. But I found them, found them on sale for $1.99. Probably because they were going to go off soon. $1.99? Yeah. How did you do that? At the grocery store. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, my boys eat like six hot dogs in one setting, sitting. So like literally I need to know where these $2 hot dogs are. Because we also pay minimum 5.99 for our hot dogs yeah they're inexpensive to, to find ones without nitrates right nitrites yeah it's hard yes it is but i was successful and i said to myself hot dogs it is i think that was saturday's meal because i knew it would last till then but nope it well, did feel all american now that you say that it totally is what do you mm-hmm. put on your hot dogs i think that people need to know well okay people if you want to get like fancy dog days you could do some cream cheese you could do some diced white onion and Cream I mean, cheese. you could top it off with some, maybe some sriracha, or you could leave it at the onions and cream cheese if you really want. I'm maybe sorry, some but I've never heard of a human putting onions and cream cheese on a hot dog. Yeah, that's a thing. And everyone who's in the Southeast is like, well, many people are rolling in their grave, all the dead people. <laughs> and then all the alive people are wondering what's happening right now. Okay. Dead people get our podcast. 
I think so. In this case, yes. Is this going to boost our downloads? You know that the book of Hebrews says that there's a great cloud of witnesses. (laughs) And so they have all heard what you just said, and it is unacceptable. Hey, in all seriousness, I did celebrate All Saints Day with my kids. We'll see. I did. There you go. Yeah. Well, we remember who's gone before us. I made them each name three people who've gone to be with the Lord who ran the race well and what we can learn from them. That's that's the first time I've ever done that. Well, you needed that because you are disrespecting them with this hot dog situation. The they would love it if they could try it. No, no. No, no. Have you really never heard of cream cheese on a hot dog? This can't never. be this to you. No, this is, this is definitely, is it a Pacific Northwest thing? I've never heard of this. And I've lived in L.A., New York, where hot dogs are big time, <laughs> Dodger dogs. And in the South, you eat hot dogs once a week. Like, that's oh. just how you do it. That's how you do it. Foot long hot dogs they have. They're literally a foot long. You know what? If I have that Polish dog from Costco, I have about 45 minutes till I will erupt. Like 45, I either need like a Zantac 75 or something, maybe some antacids. You can get those in gummies now, by the way, if you need the antacids and the gummies. Tom's made gummy version. It's too good. Yeah. No, the only way to eat a hot dog is with chili, mustard. And um, ketchup. You know, you you and I both know beans are not my thing. (laughs) Chili in the South doesn't have beans. It's just basically ground beef with a whole bunch of spice in it. Is it really? (laughs) Are you being serious? Absolutely. Do people know I'm dead serious. Yeah. And you just use a little tomato paste with a whole bunch of spices. So it's basically like loose meatloaf? Perhaps that sounds like dog yeah. food. I'm not for right. it. I'm not You're for right. it. How is that different? When I say it out loud. How is that different? What? Yeah. The Pacific Northwestern um, ancestors are rolling in their graves <laughs> when I talk. So here we are. Here we are, guys. Here we are. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys, Ashley, you need to tell the people what you made on election night because you, mm. you were not doing the dogs, which mm-hmm. my husband calls cold cats instead of hot dogs, by the way, because he thinks he's hilarious. That's amazing. Such a dad joke. But that's not what you tell the people what you made. He is the king of the dad jokes. I really mm-hmm. love it. So I mean, he needs to did... get some pleated khakis, for goodness sake. Like, he could do it. <laughs> and it would work. <laughs> or it was some tennis honest. shoes from Costco. <laughs> totally. It would. Abs- he needs new balances. Like that's Crew neck white socks. Life. Absolutely. T-shirt. White from... new balances with the blue N. Like, yeah. that's what he needs in his I'm life. I'm thinking like a baby blue polo. Yeah, absolutely. Off-brand. Yes. from Walmart. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we got this. It's so good. Sorry, Derek. I really am, but it's perfect for you. (laughs) So I made the Pioneer Woman's pot roast because I love her. And as a matter of fact, she inspired me in my blog back in the day in 2010 when I started it. I would do like a recipe every four posts or something. And I was always thinking about re. But the problem is re is just re and nobody can do it like re. So I stopped doing that. And now I just make her pot roast. It's heaven on earth. And then I make my own version of cheesy potatoes, which just basically means every kind of cheese and sour cream that is in my refrigerator, I add it to some mashed potatoes with more salt and pepper than any human should eat. And so that's what we have last night and what we had for lunch today. And it was delicious, you guys. Good old fashioned meat and potatoes. Just did the, or just really did the white girl trick, you know? Did, it did. <laughs> hey, in all seriousness, though, I would say more than anything in contentious times, food is such a blessing. It, I feel like it it's so sacred. It's so yes. nourishing to the body and the spirit. So yes. as much as I need you to tell the people the details of your pot roast, which thank you, you did a wonderful job. I think yes. that man, y'all, especially the craziest of craziness of 2020 and the pandemic, mm-hmm. maybe this is me and just having an unhealthy relationship with food, but I'm just like, man, 
I can still make a beautiful meal. This can mm-hmm. still feel whole and good. And we've created something. Anyway, I don't know. I love it. I love it. No, I agree. Said the girl who just inhaled hot dogs. Whatever. It's fine. Listen, it's hot fine. dogs are delicious. And I agree with you. There is something so comforting and sacred about it. And um, it also, I think, is when you're able to cook, when you're in a zone for it, it also is very distracting in the best way possible. Like yes. It felt good to nourish my family. And it felt good to sit down to something that was nourishing, especially on election day where I was like, nothing about this is that nourishing it feels divisive it feels like there's anxiety everywhere it feels like people are a nervous wreck or they're gloating for no reason it's like Mm -hmm. no you don't know what's gonna happen what are you doing (laughs) so i feel like food really does do that i agree with you and in line with that Oh, go ahead. Were you going to oh, say Oh, I was going to attempt to bake chocolate chip cookies, but then I remembered I don't bake, mm. but I still bought all the stuff for it because I thought that'd be a great distraction. <laughs> We're the same. We just buy the ones that are already frozen and can just go right in the pan. That's that's how we do cookies in our house. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. You know this about me. I always want things from scratch, but then I remember that I would have to be a participant and I'm not in arts and crafts mm-hmm. and I put cooking in the arts and mm-hmm. crafts category because mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. use your hands you do so then i just waited for the kids to go to bed and my husband made <laughs> see look at you that's sweet all the ingredients would just sit in our cupboard because neither one of the abercrombies would be invested in doing another one of you are bakers no you know cody can bake but he just doesn't um and i do not like baking because it's a science and i wasn't very good at science but i love really cooking I was great at math, so I can like throw things together. And if there's many ways to do something, I will find a beautiful outcome. Like definitely love cooking, but definitely do not love baking. Yeah, you Science can pivot in cooking. Life. Baking is like, you, you better can, be that's real right. sure that this is right because yes. you are not going back to the grocery store for buttermilk. Right? Listen, yeah. that's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. We can't do yes, this. I agree. People, we hope that you ate beautiful food mm-hmm. or, you know chocolate chip cookies and a pint and Ben and Jerry's mm-hmm. or maybe you had some time to take deep breaths have some coffee hopefully more decaf than calf because ain't nobody need that extra anxiety right now <laughs> and just sit just sit and wait it out because we're still waiting it out here we are we are here we are we are mm-hmm. it's too much. and I think that's why we wanted to do an episode today that was a little bit of just like let's shoot the breeze together but then also because we figure you guys as a listener would also need some of that re- sweet respite and a little giggle together and thinking about the good things in life. And we wanted to talk today about hope because we all need some. And we're not going to give you all the Instagram things. Like if one more person says God is in control, trust the Lord. God is sovereign. I woke up today and God is still good. We know that's how mm-hmm. we've survived this far. We know God yeah. is good. We have hope in Jesus. That's how we got here. Okay. Like we are living that life. So that's not what this podcast is. We wanted to talk to you guys today about stubborn hope. Yeah. And what does it mean to have hope in the face of so much uncertainty or so much um, fear and anxiety for those of you who are feeling that? And what does it mean to just hold on for your life, to hope? And hope is so stubborn, (laughs) the good kind. It keeps you in relationships for a lifetime. It keeps you in friendships when you want to give up. It keeps you, you know, in your calling, in your purpose, in your lane. When you feel like giving up, that is what stubborn hope does. And and we really want to talk to you guys about that today because we thought that might be helpful. How do we have stubborn hope in this world? Yeah. I want to circle back on how you open that of how this idea of like, just trust the Lord and God's in control. And of course all those Mm -hmm. things are true. And I saw, um, I saw a friend post like 
just a reminder, God was still in control and the Lord was still on the throne during the Holocaust Come and yeah. during mass genocides yep. in Africa and during all of these things. So for us to just say that, it, it, it has to be met with something else, which is why we think hope mm-hmm. is so powerful. Yes. It's because, no, I acknowledge this is a hot mess. This is a hot yes. garbage. <laughs> garbage. Yes. And, yes. But we are choosing to hold on to hope because we know hope is holding on to us. And mm-hmm. we are choosing to believe against the odds that we are still ambassadors of goodness and justice yes. and mercy and peace. And we yes. all have a role to play in that. And I just think, you know, regardless of who wins, about half the country in America is going to be disappointed. And I think for all of us, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, I would, I would pray that you'd make it your mission in the next three, six, nine, 12 months. Who can I serve and love that is different than me? How can I go out of my way? Jesus went out of his way to be near the Samaritan woman, to, to love and serve her. And I just think, gosh, this isn't, we're not going to make gains here. Until we choose to be stubbornly hopeful and believe that we can forge ahead and be better. And um, another another friend of mine shared with me that, you know, isn't it better that we know that we're this divided? Yeah, Versus just assuming that there was, everybody was getting along. Don't you, wouldn't you rather know what you're working yes, with? Come so on. then you can really vision cast and do the work come to get to where we should be, not where we thought we were going. Yep. Girl, I love that so much. You know, I am a big, I believe that hope deals in reality. Yes. And I don't think that you can have actual hope if you don't deal in reality. I think you're living in a fantasy land or mm-hmm. perhaps an echo chamber or, you know, you're kind of choosing to ignore things that are that are right there in front of you. Yeah. And so I really believe hope deals in reality. And I think that's a really powerful thing that your friend said. And I don't think that we've all known, right? Like, I, I still... I always wake up on days like this and I'm like, how do people, st- why are people still surprised that we're divided yeah. right down the middle? Like I just, it, it actually surprises me that people are surprised. And I think that to your point, Tiffany, about hope is one of those things that does, does say like in the face of all of this, I'm going to choose to love. And no matter who wins the election in the U.S. and frankly, no matter what's going on in our personal lives, because some of you are not even in, in the U.S., so no matter what's going on in our personal life, no matter what's happening in our faith community, no matter what's happening in our job and our life and in the quarantine year of our Lord, like hope is something that we all need because we need to be able to trust that God is good, even when we don't have evidence of that. And we need to be able to trust that God does good, even when we don't have evidence of that. And the way that we see it is by doing good ourselves, by acting like Jesus, by saying, you know what, I, no matter what happens tomorrow, the work continues. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to show up and I still have to love people and I still have to figure out God what can we do here to cross all these divides and what can we do here, God, to help people see and help us all grow and help us change in a way that is honoring and cultivates community and stimulates peace. Like this is who we're supposed to be in the world. And I've been so disappointed to see evangelicals, many of them leading the way in division. And I just want us to quit that y'all. Yeah. Stop it. Um, I joked in my email newsletter that I sent out once or twice a month or once every other month whenever I get to it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I joke that we're waiting on the biopsy results of mm. America's insides. And mm-hmm. now that we've discovered them, I think no matter who wins or who loses, I 
think so many of us, just as you said, are not surprised. Some of us are surprised, but most of all of us are just grieving that this yes. is the reality. Absolutely. But that's that's a healthy grief, I think. Let's grieve yes. this. Let's lean into the reality so mm-hmm. we can, as you said, deal in reality as hope does. I've never heard that. That was so beautiful. Hope deals in reality. That's mm-hmm. so good, girl. Hope is not so abstract that it isn't applicable to our everyday totally. lives. Like Come it on. really is in in the trenches with us. Yeah. And it is what keeps us moving forward. And I um the just the imagery that I'd love to associate with it with this is uh, Moses in the in the wilderness with the Israelites and they were led uh, you know a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day yeah. like yep. that's hope man you're following yes, some fire and a cloud through the middle of the wilderness like, yeah totally hope leads you hope leads you on and a vision for what could be not what mm. is yes I love that so much and I think sometimes as believers we have a false sense of certainty being our portion and Mm. certainty is not our portion it is not promised it is not even biblical when you go through the bible from that story that tiffany just named all the way through the end certainty has never been our portion (laughs) and so we cannot structure our life in such a way that security and certainty become our idol and we have to be those people who can be led by god whether it's a pillar of fire by night or it's manna by day like that whatever god is able to give us that may not feel good, that may not always look good, that may not be the thing that we wanted, we can trust that hope is leading us somewhere. And I really love in Romans 5, it's one of my favorite passages of scripture. Um, And it says, well, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character hope. And then he goes on to say, and hope does not put us to shame. Yeah. And so I think that we have to know, you know, Proverbs also says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So we have to really mm-hmm. ask ourselves, what is our hope in? Yeah. Is our hope in politics? Is our hope in a personality? Is our hope in a pundit? Is our hope in our beautiful home and the white picket fence, the dream that we might have in our heart? Like, what is our hope in? Because true hope does not put us to shame. And it's interesting that they that, that start this passage with suffering. And so I think that's always something people like to bypass in hope. Mm-hmm. Walter Brueggemann talks about this a lot, how you can't actually have real hope until you have plumbed the depths of suffering and grief. Yeah. And that is when, at the bottom of that is actually how you discover hope. And I love that because suffering produces perseverance. When you suffer, you have to keep going anyway, right? Like we've all been through that. You've had a doctor's diagnosis. You've had a friend go through hell. You may have suffered something tremendously. We all know what that looks like. And if we keep going, that's perseverance, that's faithfulness. And in that we discover character and in character, the person that we're becoming every day, we find hope. It's like, God, I've been getting up and doing the same thing again and again and again, trusting that you're with me, trusting you're going to come through, trusting that you'll be faithful to me. God, that gives me hope because you said hope will not put us to shame. And so I think it's so important to think about what is our faithful witness and what does it mean to have a level of perseverance in this world, to be stubborn with hope. It's like, I'm going to hope against all hope that God is good and God does good and God is going to be good to me. He's going to be good to my neighbors. And he has a plan that is so much bigger than I could ever imagine. His ways are higher than mine. His thoughts are higher than mine. And whatever God's plans are cannot be hindered. Like he will continue his purpose and his purpose for us is always good. And just as you said, I think so much of us hope in the odds. Like, oh, and totally. if the odds Outcomes, are in my favor, right? that's yes. what my hope is in. Yep. My hope is in knowing that there is a pretty good chance things are going to bend my way. 
And even that, even though it's not in reality yet, it's not something that's in our bank account or something that we have or own or have accomplished, we still have misplaced hope. It is just, it's so easy, right? It's so, so easy to idolize uh, the things that we think will make us whole. Yes. I think that's the pitfall of the American dream, isn't it? This oh, so um, it this obsession with certainty, security, and prosperity. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and that's nothing, as you said. I love that. That's that's never been a promised portion no, for the hasn't. people of God. No, it hasn't. What is our call is to love, to mm-hmm. serve, to comfort. And mm-hmm. so, if we just think about what is our role next, what do we do next? Where do we go from here? We're waiting, you know. By the time you're listening to this, wherever you are in the world, mm-hmm. it's likely that we'll know who the next U.S. president is for the next four years. Yeah. We'll know who wins the Senate and takes control. We'll know all of these things. But let that not be our great disappointment or our great victory. Yeah. Let Jesus, let the hope of the world be what drives us. And also, that we do not abdicate our role and our mm-hmm. commitment to humanity totally. because our people won. Whoever your people is, by the way, yep. I'm not Come saying, on. I'm not saying what our people is. I'm saying whoever you fill in the blank of our people, we do not abdicate yep. our role. Cause I think sometimes we think, Oh, everything's going to be fine. If my person gets yeah. X, Y, Z, it's on like, Oof, look at you passing the buck. It's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. That's right. I agree. And I feel like 2020 really has been a long series of cataclysmic events that Mm -hmm. have awakened us to reality. And so we have a chance. We have the opportunity to stay awake and do the work and love our neighbors and love each other and cultivate community with people. Like that is what we're supposed to be here doing. People are, are the the primary thing that God loves yeah. <laughs> more so than, you know, whatever you think is more important than that. God loves people. And when we get up there, we're going to answer to God for our connections to others. Like this is so huge and so important. And I love that you said that, Tiffany, like we cannot just go into autopilot, like let these events wake you up. And if you have experienced significant amount of change in your character or your belief system, or perhaps you're still struggling or trying to figure out where you are on some things, that's all so good. And part of the process, just don't stop and rest. You know, of course we have to take our feet off the gas from time to time. Everything is in seasons. Like, you know, Tiffany and I are huge on boundaries. You guys know that you've been with us. Mm -hmm. If it's your first podcast, believe us, this is, we are big on rest. We're big on boundaries. We're big on being safe with, with others and loving relationships, all the things, but we also can't coast, you know, we don't just get to be like, great. Awesome. Now it's time to just chill. Nobody gets to chill. Half of America is disappointed tomorrow Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. half, half of half of the people are going to be happy tomorrow. And you know what? That doesn't heal the divide. No. And um, especially in the Christian camp, which is the most divided here. We need yeah. to, we need to deal with that. We need to deal with that. Yeah. Y'all stop embarrassing us in these streets. <laughs> Just stop that. It's, you gotta stop. It's not good. <laughs> now, we're not talking to all of you specifically who are out there doing the work, but we just invite you all, all of us yes. to participate in the great call of our King. Yes. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.